Last time on Out of the Forest. Can you get to the PA system, maybe, Kroninos? Oh yeah, I'm on it. Uh, and Kroninos is gonna just break into a dead sprint. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? The spell converts uh, the metal chairs around this person into a straight-up cartoony cage. I've fed enough. I, I don't really feel like contending with people even half-competent. So I'll run off. I'll feed more another day, and I won't kill anyone else. I but you know, pull out my sword and stab him. Suddenly you can't hear anything. And suddenly you the only thing you can hear is screaming. And a few seconds into the scream, you realize it's your own. Enough and Baron, you were distracted for a few moments by Isaac screaming. Uh, and when you turned back to the sound of shattering, you saw the monster jumping over back into the pitch. Kronenos flips him off again. And I use my new ability, cast out evil. I don't know if we should risk it trying to cause another panic. I mean, should we just figure out a way to evacuate everyone? I'm, I'm with the city council office, and um, I, I, I work there, and I, I look, I, I want to give you the heads up, man, that that um, there weren't proper permits that went through for this, and I've got news that, you know, that they're going to come, cops are going to come soon, and they're going to shut it down. You know, I, I need proof that you're actually from the council. I doubt they'd let someone dress up like that. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of updated character sheets. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands using the actual official character sheets from Monster of the Week. I am Chris and I am your GM slash Keeper. I'm joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Karnunos. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. My cat Our... has taken the hair tie literally from my grasp and is now running away. Oh, don't Alex let don't let her swallow it. The treasures are mine, human. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, when we last left, uh, y'all, you were trying to convince uh, DJ Schnazzy of uh, the fact that the concert needed to be shut down, and you pretty much had him. And then this uh, busybody named Enzo stepped in, Enzo Donahoe, who was like, "I'm the management for Miss Marcy Kozlowski." And we're trying to publicize our new album. And I don't believe you're from the city council. So I need you to call your manager uh, and put Baron on the spot. Uh, and we're just going to go right off of that. Uh, so Enzo just demanded you call your manager, Baron. What are you doing? Update. Oh my. my cat just dropped my hair tied down the, down the air vent. <laughs> <laughs> Toss it into the fire. Do it. <laughs> I think I can't be- I that's, can't believe this. that is Echo's silent, a silent way to tell you that you need a haircut. <laughs> oh my god. I, can't, I cannot believe this. You, you have cats and hair ties, dude. I've, they, they go one-on-one. 
do you only own one hair tie? Why are you so distressed about it? <laughs> Just like. Well, now his whole house is going to smell like hair tie when it comes up through the vents. Like. No, it's because it, it's because Echo literally came in the room. Did did she yell to get in the room? Yes. And then once in the room, stole the hair tie and then left and threw it to a place where Dominic can no longer get it. That's what I'm saying. She's telling him to go get a haircut. That's the that is cat language like for it. go get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't mean to disrupt everything. That was just I, so. I, I I do believe it's actually cat language for fuck your shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. All right, okay. but yeah, Baron, what do you do? You've been asked to call your manager because you are this scruffy-looking lumberjack of a man wearing a tie-dye hoodie and tearaway pants saying, oh, I'm from the city council. I'm here to shut you down. I mean, it sounds like Man, anybody from the city council I, do, I know. I do have I do have one question. Yes. Um, is, is, DJ, is DJ Schnazzy, like, part of this conversation, or is he walking away? He started to walk away and then stopped to look over as Enzo sort of marched over and demanded uh, satisfaction. <laughs> So Schnazzy is like on the edge of things, but like if someone's gonna save part of his concert, he's cool with that. So what are you yeah. doing, Baron? Um, I think Baron basically is just like, okay, no, I, I totally understand. I uh, just just give me a second to see if I can get them on the line, and and um, I'll have you talk to him. Okay, just give me a minute or two. Uh, Enzo narrows his eyes and crosses his arms and just goes. Okay, but I will not let this concert be shut down until I've got proof that it needs to be. Okay, cool. I'll be back in uh, just a second. Uh, and as you wander off to make this phone call, Enzo does not take his eyes off you. <laughs> Enzo's a creep. Barry Bar- Bar- like turns around and just like thinks he's like far enough away and they'll stop looking at him. And then just turns around and still sees. <laughs> they're staring at him, just like oh, I've, I've described okay. him as abnormally tall. And so, like you, you like get behind something, and you can still see his head poking out over the top, <laughs> glaring at you. <laughs> just, just like, jeez, man, you ever have a personal space? Um, yeah, and I think uh, Baron will take out his phone and um, give uh, Agent Franks a call. All right, give me that. Uh, deal with the agency role. Uh, oh shit oh there it is what'd you get I got a 7 alright on six. a 7 uh, things aren't so great you make it shoot out by your superiors and there'll be fallout but you get what you need for the job alright that actually pretty much follows the current situation you're in I think so yeah. <laughs> basically um, think it's okay but getting slowly worse you dial the number for agent franks and it uh much as it always has, rings for longer than phones tend to ring before he finally picks up. And there's a short pause before it, and uh, you hear Agent Franks' familiar voice go, Baron, to what do I owe the pleasure? Uh, Agent Franks, um, good to hear from you. Uh, currently, um, kind of on the mission you proposed, um, I need your help. Um, we're trying to get at least most of the, um, basically to get the concert shut down so we can get control of the monster and nobody else gets harmed. So we're trying to basically kind of shut down the concert. Um, is there any way that you can provide some proof to one of the concert managers so that we can officially get it shut down? I'm 
I'm sorry, so we send you to a concert that we've already had to cancel the previous one, which was an undesirable outcome, and now you come to me pitching that as your solution? I... How did you think this was a good idea, exactly? The monster's not going to stay where it can no longer feed on fear. Why would we even let the concert go on if we were just going to cancel it immediately? That's not how this works. Well, I mean, people are already dying here, and we figured that it's not great to keep at least anybody around here. And we've captured the monster once, at least, to try and get it to where we need to, to actually get rid of it. People are kind of getting in the way. There's a long period of silence uh, at, at, to, to, to the degree that you think maybe you just didn't hear the hang-up sound. And then Agent Franks goes, <sighs> Well, I suppose if you've already lost control of the situation, I might as well help you try to at least prevent further casualties. You said I need to provide proof that the concert is shut down. How exactly were you trying to explain that to him? Um, I've basically told them that um, they didn't have the proper permits and that city council basically is, is kind of shutting them down and that the cops are on their way. Okay, I guess hand me over to whoever I need to speak to and I'll tell them what they need to hear. And hopefully you will handle the situation. Okay, yeah, we definitely will. Thank you, Agent Franks. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and Baron will walk back over to, to Enzo and say, uh, yeah, my, my, uh, here's my manager. Uh, happy, happy to speak to you. Enzo practically snatches the phone from your hand and just goes, your manager, eh? We'll, we'll see about that. Hello, I... Uh, sir, I... No, I, I understand. I... I don't even know how you got the job. Uh, of of course, sir. I, work on New Year's. He, he's just dressed like... Oh, so there's a problem because of how he's dressed. Oh, no, I, I know the... Casual, casual Friday, and I, I know, but... Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that language is uncalled for, I, I think, but... Okay, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for wasting your time. I'm, I, I said I'm sorry. Okay. Why the hell do I have to do with right, uh, uh, Happy New Year. And you you hear uh, from your phone the the beep of the uh, the other line hanging up, and Enzo sort of shakily hands the phone back to you, and uh, goes, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir, uh, for for uh, doubting you. Uh, and and he, he looks over to where DJ Schnazzy is kind of waiting for any kind of sign, and Enzo goes, I- I'm sorry for interrupting, uh, DJ, you, you can, uh, th- this man is legit, we can let him go, I get you go ahead and cancel the concert, I guess, we'll, uh, publicize the album some other day, uh, and Enzo, uh, looking fairly heavily disappointed, uh, sort of sulks off over to where, uh, Marcy was waiting for him, and, and they they discuss in in disappointment uh, the cancellation. And you see um, DJ Snassy give you a, a thumbs up and make his way to the stage. I can't believe Agent Franks dragged Anza like that. I know, <laughs> it's man. brutal. That's, when you talk to the manager, you talk to the manager. 
Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think Baron probably gives TJ Snazzy also a thumbs up as he uh, kind of w- walks out. I'm guessing through like a curtain or something like that to the stage. Yeah, he uh, heads up to the stage um, and heads, heads that direction. And as you rejoin the party, you can kind of hear echoed in the distance. Um, DJ Snazzy saying something to the effect of the, the cancel concert from this angle. It's a little bit muffled and, and not especially. The acoustics back here aren't particularly great. Uh, as I say, Baron will probably walk back to the, the group of his friends. 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 Hello, friends. Fran. Hello, friends. I did it. <laughs> Good job, Baron. Did they believe you? Uh, yeah, they did, but, um, I don't know. Franks was not very happy, as usual. Um, I kind of used him to convince them, so to speak. You called Agent Franks? I did, yeah. Um, I figured he put us on this mission. He was none too happy, but he did maybe make a good point that um, if there's nothing left here for the monster to feed on, I hope that, you know, I hope we're right about basically that it wants to basically kill us now since we pissed it off. If not, we might have to go searching for the monster again. So that is the dream. So, what should we do now? That because um, everyone's going to be filing out. I mean, the monster could just as easily disappear through the crowd. We need to figure mm-hmm. out where it is so that it either can't filter out with the rest of the crowd, or if it does, that we can track it down afterwards. I mean, didn't somebody say that? They saw a kind of sketchy-looking person that we thought was maybe the monster over on the other side of town, and maybe that's where it was hanging out normally. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's confined here to the stadium, so to speak. Um, yeah. You think it's already gone? Yes. No, I, th- I think it's probably still here. Um, but it has a choice of leaving if it wants to, and without it Knowing that we're following it, um, we need to locate it and either stay here in the stadium if it stays here, or if it leaves with the rest of the crowd, um, tail it somehow. Wait, do we, uh, Chris, do we know that it's, like, somewhere in the stadium? Because Dominic, like, banished it, like, anywhere. Could it be, like, out in the town? You have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's Damn true. It. All right. well, it I legitimately mean... just says banished from your presence. Um, I'm going to imagine, uh, like, obviously, for obvious narrative purposes, that that doesn't just mean anywhere. Uh, but it, you, don't, you don't know the exact range of this banishment, though. It's in Spain. It's hanging out on Pluto. It's fine. There's no way here. Um, I, I, I think, I mean, one thing we could, I mean, I have interacted or been close to the monster before. I could see if I could maybe sniff him out, but obviously don't want to do that here in, in the crowd. So we might want to set up some sort of trap, at least at the the exit where everybody's funneling out to. It doesn't seem to like light, so maybe we could set up some lights there or something like that, but I don't know if that's going to be inconspicuous to do. Mm. Well, that's actually a really good idea. Maybe if you know, the concert's over, the lights turn back on, it's going to be kind of, it'll, you know, maybe retreat back to shadowy parts of the stadium, if it is in the stadium. 
Yeah, so Mr. Keeperman. That's me. Is is that what's happening? By uh, chance? I, I think as you guys kind of t- take a look around to figure out what's going on, um, and I, I think a lot of like the, the light show lights uh, go out, and some of like the brighter lights on the field are in fact turning on, uh, and it's starting to be be lit more like it would be lit for a um, like a football match as opposed to the way, uh, a late night football match as opposed to the way it would be lit for a concert as it was. Uh, you you do hear as you are listening up a, 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 a fairly sustained booing going on from the pitch. <laughs> Uh, presumably in reaction to this uh, thing yeah. being canceled. It's Fairs. probably at this point close to, close to or a little bit after 11. Last call. Um, okay, so well, at least the lights are turning on, so we should have at least smaller places to find it, or at least maybe it's trapped somewhere even. I, I haven't used this move yet, and I feel like now would be a good time to use it. Um... <laughs> Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna use cast the bones to see if we can roll them bones. Bones. Roll them bones. Okay. Is is Enif just like setting up a tarot reading in the middle of this text space behind the stage? Absolutely roll not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Like cartoon cartoon style, like pull out a giant table from out of your pocket <laughs> and slap it down. I, I'm just imagining like, the situation where like you, you reach to like your your hip and then pull out like a, a, a cape that you twist around and as it flaps by just an entire fortune telling booth. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> you're just somehow now inside of. <laughs> God, I that'd wish be that'd be amazing. amazing. That would be so good. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So where where are you headed to to make this reading happen? Well, every, is everyone like leaving yet? Where? So we're in the tech booth, right? You're in the tech booth. Uh, there's like a big. Um, it takes a little bit of you guys moving around to like get to a point where you can actually see the crowd. Uh, the the crowd is starting to be funneled through like those many exits into the concessions area mm-hmm. uh a lot of them are kind of resisting this and it's also just a lot of people moving so it's not moving very fast um but like y- you can see uh, uh some of some of like the the security guards that were stationed to stop crowd surfers have transitioned into uh traffic control trying to get people out of the stadium okay is there like like a quieter part of the pitch where people are still kind of standing around and like um i i don't think so i think the the pitch is filled with a mixture of security guards mm-hmm. uh people who were upset that the concert were canceled and a stampede of people making their way to the exit uh you are in probably the quietest part of the pitch which is one of like the two tech areas that are behind the stages okay and it's, just, yeah. it's probably out of character it's probably also safer for us to stay here otherwise if we go back into the crowd they'll just assume we're part of the crowd um since since we're in like the tech booth is there any like huge amps or anything like that like flat surfaces there's some like tables back here that you could probably set up on if you needed to okay it's also astroturf so like it couldn't hurt to go on the ground if you needed to yeah um yeah i think enif is just gonna plop plop themselves like on the ground (laughs) knowing enif okay i was gonna say worst come to worst there's probably also like benches yeah enif is just gonna sit straight down um and pull (laughs) pull the tarot cards that they do of course have in their backpack because of course and and the uh-huh. little stones that they brought with them um and let me all right let me pull the move before see what happens 
That's an 11. That's much better than the first time you used this ability. Yes! <laughs> Which means I think I get two questions. The first questions. time it foretold Mariner's death. It did, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you can spend them to either ask questions from the investigative mystery list uh, using this ability, or you can ask, what can I gain from this person, place, thing, or creature if you're like doing a reading on something specific, or who has touched this person, place, thing, or creature that's before me? Um... Can I only answer, ask those two questions? Or any question from Investigative Mystery. Where did it go? Where did it go? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Um, again, I, I'm going to have to... Uh, one of the issues is I might just have to look up how tarot actually works so I can give a, a, a cool, meaningful, like, what you flip over. But I know shit jack about uh, tarot. So... I, um, I've, if, it, if, it, if it helps you, I pulled the Wheel of Fortune. Which stands for change, movement, destiny, luck, and expansion. Sure, you pull the wheel of de- uh, fortune that stands for that stuff. You were going to say wheel of death. Wheel of destiny, mind you. So I was actually I was close. I was just wrong. Um, the wheel of fortune. Uh, you, what, what does that stand for again? You said um, like change, luck, and destiny. And then I'm I'm going to pull two cards since it's technically two questions. Um, and then the other card is the king of swords which is objective logical intelligent fair authoritative and emotionally distant now that's something i can do a cold reading off of here we go <laughs> um so you pull those what is your second question by the way um okay so i want to know so i can kind of like work this both into a uh, a fortune of sorts yeah like i want to know where it went and then um we kind of already know where like what can harm it um, I kind of want to know, like, why is it here? Like, where did it come from? You know? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so you're asking where it came from and where it's going? Or, well, where is it? Because I'm like, yeah, where, uh, ask where oh, did it go? So, because, like, where did, so, where the fuck did you send it is my question. So you're asking where did it come from where did it go? Yeah. Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> You, you flip over these two cards uh, and, and are divining their meaning, and you realize um, from these and, and generally from the feeling you receive from the monster that it was, you know, obviously angry at you and, and, and had threatened you as it was going. Um, but it was also very, very, very ready to just make a deal and leave Eve before it got stabbed. Um and so you're thinking that 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 with this, uh, it's sort of display of of logic and like making decisions based mostly on how it will benefit it. It may have just simply chosen a change of venue to, to immediately leave uh, after being cast away from the area of danger to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as where it came from, this reading is kind of suggesting to you. Um, that it came from the the same place that most dark forces come from and push out from, which would have been the forest, mm-hmm. um, and also suggests that it came here, and the reason it came here uh, was to prove some kind of point. Uh, okay. What point that could be, you 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 can't be certain from this reading, but. It seems like it was most likely here to to prove a point more than it was just to you know cause chaos. It had like a, a like a, a purpose. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, and that's the uh, answer to your questions. Cool, you. And when you say like decided to leave, like you're saying like this this vicinity, like this stadium. Uh, y- your best guess is it's probably fleeing in some way. Um, presumably, again, ch- change of venue, a-, a logical change of venue. Um, so, so like leaving this place where there are things trying to kill it, and that that did in fact trap it and stab it a bunch. Got it. Um, okay, so what I can gather from the cards I'm looking at, this, this creature that we're dealing with seems to be smart. It seems to be, like, it's making informed decisions, um, and when you banished it, I think it decided to just leave and find somewhere else where it's not being threatened. Um, it seems to have come here with a purpose like to prove a point I, I don't know what that point is but it it came well, it came here for something didn't it threaten isaac what did it say i forgot <laughs> something about snapping his neck <laughs> I mean, yeah, it made a bunch of kind of terrifying threats in general i think it was mostly meant towards making me scared um i don't, I don't really remember it um it is a hell of a drug <laughs> it's true yeah. it, it did um kind of have a conversation with me too okay oh. one um back when i kind of disappeared for a while but I don't know. Any, anything it said sounded like it was just trying to provoke me, but it was kind of talking about how I was tied into this and how I was related to kind of what's going on here and kind of like what's making all of this happen. But I mean, I don't know if that's, that seems like a strange purpose to just send them there to torment me, but I, I don't know that has anything to do with it well i mean it sounds like something is motivating it to be here though like it's not just here to just do whatever it something's motivating it to be here it came here for a reason um i'm not sure if it came here to this concert specific concert for a reason or just because this had a lot of people in it it might just it might be more like it's it came to our side of the the portal, I guess, or it came out of. I'm not, I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna say it came out of the forest. Um, <laughs> maybe do it, it you coward. Ha- <laughs> All right, let me back up. Maybe it came out of the forest for a reason oh. to prove that it can that the wards aren't powerful enough to stop this kind of thing or that you know the people here us aren't powerful enough to stop some kind of creature like that it came to send a message i don't know the full extent of my adversary's power but i think that's certainly within it Hmm. perhaps this monster was sent simply to rattle us to to make the point that either we failed or that we can be in danger. Well, this is us rattled. 
Well, this is definitely troubling because this might be a sign that there's something wrong with the wards. We might need to have to go back there at some point just to check on them. You mean go into the forest? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. This joke has been made like twice per art. <laughs> Yeah, we're keeping up the quota, man. What don't you get? Chris is slowly dying inside. You should have named it something else, Chris. You had so many choices. I'm I'm waiting till the next time one of y'all gets a phone call and says I hang up and don't answer. That's, that's the best joke we've ever told. That's why we tell it like 20 times an episode. To be fair, some of those jokes we had to make sure got into the actual recording. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Alright, but back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the area around you is like uh, a lot of the um, tech people and, and uh, band members who were back here like starting to pack up their things and gather it up and like hand trucks or whatnot, but y- you can see that like most of them are gathered at the exit but haven't left yet and you can you've kind of followed their gaze and you can see like the, the just huge amount of people in the concessions area that presumably they're waiting until they're all... Uh, cleared out before the, you know, expensive stage equipment gets moved through the halls. Looks like we're running out of time here. I'm trying. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's not going to be here. I guess we just canceled a concert for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the good news is that either it's gone and it's not going to come back, or it will come back. And, well, we at least know these people are safe. Well, I mean, the big question is, is did it leave the stadium? Did it leave Munsdale? Or is it just hiding around? I uh-huh. don't... <laughs> I don't want to um, offer to do this because it was a real bad experience last time. Um, but if if we really need to try to figure out where it is, maybe I could try to tune into it again. Uh, let's let's leave that for until we absolutely have no answers. Um, why don't we? Um... You, Chris, you said everyone's kind of like filing out now. Uh, yeah. So like the 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 fans and attendees are are filing out. And that's kind of filling up the concession halls, and all of like the the tech folk uh, and bands and whatnot have sort of gathered their stuff at this point. They're waiting by the exit mm-hmm. to like this tech area, but they they're not leaving yet because they've got a bunch of expensive equipment that they don't want. Uh, to risk getting injured in the in the throngs, uh, but those those are steadily petering out. It's just that there's so many people that's moving very slowly. I mean, we know what it looks like in its human form. It's that weird, curly haired, red red haired person. Um. Um. Is there like? This is gonna be a really weird question, and then once again asking it for. Um, does anybody have any rope on them? I'm once again asking for your financial support. <laughs> once again no, asking for no, a miracle. No, I didn't bring any. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> fucking rope. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, you, normally you teeter on the line of like fucking like 
mostly British. That was like full on Scottish. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold that on, was... hold, hold the phone. Have none of you seen Boondock Saints? No. No. Oh no. I, I mean, it's been <laughs> oh a long God. time. I thought you were just losing your mind. <laughs> I knew Dominic was referencing something. This stupid fucking rope. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I thought you were quoting Grave. <laughs> <laughs> just maboo. <laughs> maboo. I love just how you maboo. said. I love how you said brave and not like brave heart. Like just straight nope. up brave. No, just Disney brave. movie brave with Mary. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I could I could quote Braveheart if you want. Freedom. It will be me screaming freedom. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. The man just asked for some rope. What happened? <laughs> I don't have any, but I'm sure that we can find some around here because we're in a tech booth. I mean, yeah, I, I think looking for rope in a tech area is by far the least ridiculous thing you've tried to find this entire goddamn art. I mean, worst comes to okay. worst, we could just use, like, you know, a power cord or something. That classifies as rope. Yeah. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to act like there's a way for us to investigate and also work our way out of the crowd um, by basically having me turn into a wolf and be someone's like seeing eye dog or emotional support animal <laughs> so that, aren't you so like I can snip, aren't you like huge I can, though <laughs> i am but i mean there's some big dogs he's also a wolf <laughs> i'm fairly sure it's easy to tell a it's dog a really from a wolf dog. i guess <laughs> i'm just throwing out ideas i love this idea though it was too fun to like let that slide, so I kind of had to throw it out there. I was about to say, it, it, even if you can't find rope, maybe Carnunos just never stopped carrying around rope after the first start. <laughs> <laughs> Always as a precaution. I mean, I have uh, my, I have my whip. Oh god, that's painful though. Right, here's <laughs> basically pointy rope. You can't oh, use that as a lead. It's like a spike collar. Ugh. Here's an idea. Um, uh, and if you did mention that we know what it looks like in human form, we could just watch the exit and see if anybody who looks like that leaves. That's what I was going to suggest before the, the yeah. wolf idea <laughs> popped up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, why don't, if we kind of try and blend in with the crowd, we can see if we, you know, see them again. Okay. I mean, that... that- that works. We just have to get a good vantage point, I guess, on everybody leaving. It's going to be a lot of people. I don't know if this character development, the fact that Enif remembered what this person looks like. Maybe because it's a monster <laughs> and not an actual human. Was, yeah, it's not <laughs> an actual yeah. person, so therefore it's, it's completely different. It doesn't count. Enif secretly remembers anyone they cast offensive spells against. <laughs> that makes not, not the people Not the people they've healed, just the people they've attacked with magic. That tracks. Essentially, I, the equivalent I, of a photo did, Rolodex of people they hate. I, I, oh I did. I did recognize Hilda, <laughs> and I did attack her. <laughs> so that tracks. Yes. That would have been bad if you just like didn't recognize. It. Like, oh, whatever that is, that's just dead in the stand. <laughs> or dead in the stand. Never seen it before in my life. <laughs> huh, well, she's no sucks. guilt on my conscience. She's still yeah. weakened at birdies in the corner too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, no. oh, dude. You guys uh, take off um, and sort of squeeze into the crowd, is that right? And try and make it to the exit so you can keep an eye on who's leaving? Sure, yes. I think yeah. so. All right. Yeah, you guys squeeze through and, 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 and you uh, sort of brute force your way as much as you can, presumably putting Bear at the front just so he can, like, make a gap for the rest of you to follow through the crowd. Um, 
and make your way to the entrance uh, along with everyone else. Uh, a decent amount of people have already kind of made it out into like the parking lot beyond and are sort of some of them are like hanging out on the sidewalk checking their phones presumably calling for their rides or what have you uh and some of them are just sort of heading for their cars and um you you find a place a little bit off to the side that's a little less crowded uh that's before like the the ticket checking checkpoint um to to kind of keep an eye on who's leaving through the door and sort of watch them as you get outside you're greeted by a few things that aren't terribly surprising uh, and a few things that are uh first of all uh things that are terribly surprising it's crowded as hell out here it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to, to get an eye on everyone you, you you're doing your best and obviously like uh bright hit red and curly hair like the monster had it's a little easier to spot out from a crowd than if it was just like straight brown hair or something like that um but like it's it's not an easy job and it's taking all of you like a lot of concentration just to make sure you're keeping eye on the whole crowd uh, second thing is there is a cop car, uh, waiting out front, just kind of looking through the crowd, um, trying to, like, make their way up, th- uh, upstream into the stadium. Um, so the cops are here, and the final thing, which is a bit surprising, uh, and it takes you guys a little while to spot this, and the only reason you do spot this is because you are specifically watching people and trying to find people, is off towards the edge of the parking lot uh kind of close to where it meets with the main road uh leading away from the stadium uh you see an unmarked white van inside of which sits a woman in a suit uh wearing sunglasses and talking into a cell phone as she glances at the crowd exiting the stadium does that look like an agent's vehicle to you i think so yeah well, I've never yes. seen the agency, but that looks like weird spy stuff to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well. Should we approach them or should we leave them alone? I I think we might want to leave them alone based on, one, our thoughts about the agency, and two, I think we have bigger fish to fry. All right, um... I'm going to try and open up my third eye to try and get a better grasp of what's happening around me. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, you start looking around with your third eye. Go and give me that uh, read a bad situation, right? Yes. So see if I can spot anything that can help us. Let's see what happens. While they're doing that, can I ask Iris to maybe float around the crowd and look for this person as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, let's go and resolve Enif's first real quick. That's a nine, so you get to ask two questions with your third eye on read a bad situation. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? <laughs> uh, you open your third eye and kind of take a look around for any sort of magic biz or just signs of the monster. Uh, and you don't notice anything especially monstrous. But with your third eye open... Um, you, when you glance back over at that agent, you can see them glowing faintly um, with some amount of magical power, marking them as someone who, who knows how to use magic, which is somewhat unsurprising considering their, their status as one of the few organizations that actually knows the truth about magic in Monsdale. Um, but you also see a very similar signature 
in a few cars scattered around the parking lot, each of which has tinted windows, so you can't really see if anyone's inside otherwise. Um, you're talking about the signature that I saw... On the agent. On the agent, okay. Yes. Um... And are these, like, are these all just, ten- are they just look like regular cars, cars that are just tinted there, or are they all vans? They're all, they're just regular cars. These ones look like regular cars. Okay. Um, I get two questions. They just have heavily tinted windows. Yeah. So you get one more question, I think, Yes. Right? Or is it? Yeah, one yeah, more question. So you get one for a normal and then one for the eye. Okay. Um, so basically what dangers we haven't noticed is there's a shit ton of agents here. Um. Seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I guess uh, what's most vulnerable to me? What's most vulnerable to you? That is an interesting question. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that there's like a lot that's especially vulnerable to you from like a like obviously humans are vulnerable to you because they're regular humans uh from what you can tell most of the the as far as you can tell everyone who's walking by you right now is just like an average human Mm -hmm. and so is vulnerable to whatever y'all might need to do to an average human dies when killed Uh, and then, uh, Isaac, uh, you reach out to Iris, asking her to kind of float above the crowd and get a better look. Uh, go and give me that use magic roll to view another, uh, place. That's an eight. eight. So you need to get a glitch. Okay, I haven't really done use magic very much. Um, yeah, it's mostly Enos Bag and occasionally Karninus's. Yeah. I'm still sticking with the fact that Baron really doesn't know how to use magic. He's <laughs> not about to get down with that oogie boogie. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> not down with the oogie boogie. <laughs> no. he's, he's down with that good good, but not with the oogie boogie. With the oogie boogie. <laughs> that's too much. That's going too um, far. I think I'm going to do the effect of short duration. All right. Um, yeah, you send Iris out, and she sort of takes a look around. Um, and I think as she drifts up and away a bit, uh, she goes, I think... I think I see something over uh, and then she sort of shimmers a little bit and then abruptly is right next to you um, and when you kind of glance over to her you see that that sort of like singe mark that appeared at the, the, the bottom of her dress uh, during the polymer labs incident has, has grown a little bit mm-hmm. she goes I'm, I'm sorry I, we've there, a lot's happened tonight I'm I've, oh, I'm tired. That's okay. Yeah, I don't know if you can rest, but <laughs> thank oh, you for dear. your help. She gets so Try insulted. To... She's like, I haven't slept in eons. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. What is I, I sleep? I don't know if you sleep or not. <laughs> but you won't now. <laughs> she she, fade, she fades into her normal, like, whatever sort of pocket she exists in when she's not immediately noticeable. Uh, and suddenly you are kind of affected by just this this exhaustion. I almost feel like there's something bigger going on. There's a lot of agents here. Um, and and uh, y- you also, at, at the same time as you receive the exhaustion, uh, receive the, the notice that Iris was kind of trying to tell you, uh, that she saw someone uh, a, a little distance away from the, the, the stadium kind of 
in uh, like a darkened park around the corner. Uh, which direction was that? Or I guess it doesn't matter if I can just kind of point at it. Yeah, it's fair. Okay. That, that thing that you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we have a lead. We got to be careful. There's, there's a lot more ages to just that van. It looks like in all of those cars with the tinted windows, those might all be agents. Might have to. Do you think they were here for backup in case anything went wrong, or do you think they're here for some other reason? I don't know. I. I don't really trust them. I say we just be careful and try not to let them spot us. Um, is there a way? That's a very interesting question because we're dressed up like clowns. But so is everyone else. How dare you? We're trying to blend in. I was going to say, either we are disguised very well and they won't recognize us as us because we look foolish. <laughs> Or we stand out so much that they look at us and say, aren't those those four fools that we sent in to go investigate this in the first place? We told them specifically not to look like cops, and they come out looking like this. <laughs> we, I think our disguises were pretty good. <laughs> I didn't even get to use my tearaway pants. <laughs> Baron, there's, there's still Baron, time. Baron, as, as Baron says, there's that Baron just pulls left. his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> Okay, we're good. <laughs> we're good. I got this. <laughs> uh, it, it is worth mentioning that, like, a lot of the people, like, you might be more ridiculous. Other than Baron, who's who's kind of muted for all the things told, uh, you might be more ridiculous than the average, but you're definitely not the most ridiculously dressed in this crowd. <laughs> um, I th- I think we I think we could sneak past the agency. Okay, just keep our heads down and blend into the crowd. Let's give it a shot. Alright, um, so you're just trying to sneak over in the direction that Iris saw something? Sure. Alright, yeah. uh, go ahead, I think, even if you're sort of taking the lead on this, and you also, uh, did the read about situation to learn about where exactly those, uh, agents are, mm-hmm. uh, go and give me, uh, act under pressure, uh, with a plus one forward from your read about situation. Alright, that's a nine. Um, as you're moving through, even if you're able to kind of keep an eye on the various agents uh your your third eye uh is staying open long enough to kind of guide you through this process to, so you can keep an eye on where they are and just from like using it for this extended period of time you're able to kind of make sense of the the signature you're seeing inside the tinted cars so you can kind of tell with some degree of error uh which way they're probably looking mm-hmm. Uh, and you're able to kind of follow the crowd out into the parking lot. Uh, and as you move, unfortunately, you didn't get in with, like, the the huge bulk of the crowd. Uh, so the crowd has started to disperse somewhat. And you can probably get over to, like, the bus stop and join that crowd and wait for the next bus. But it's pretty clear you'll get a head start if the agents should choose to pursue you. Uh, but the, there's no way you're going to avoid the agents notice once you bre- break away and head straight for that park. So you, your, your difficult choice is you can either ditch the plan and hope to grab the bus and maybe chase them from whatever the next stop is, or just hope that the head starts enough to, to deal with whatever the agencies throw at you. Should they throw anything at you, uh, by breaking off early. Okay. Two options, guys. We can either, go straight for the park or try and zigzag but if we go straight for the park the agents are sure to spot us do we think that they would do anything if they spot us i mean if again if they're just here to 
make sure that nothing goes terribly wrong. Maybe they don't have any reason to follow us. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a big question mark. A lot of those lately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are there, are there other people that are leaving the area around the, um, I guess, where the agents are? There's basically two type of people leaving right now, and you're still mingled in with that crowd at this particular moment where we make this decision. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the crowds that are moving to their cars, and there's the the crowd that is moving to like the bus stop, um, and or like waiting for Ubers or Lyfts or what have you. No one seems to be walking home from this. Uh, or th- there are, but they're they're such low numbers that like y- there's no one to blend in with. We do have an Uber. (laughs) Are you suggesting we call an Uber to go to the park? (laughs) Yeah, it won't look as suspicious as us walking to the park. Okay, sure. It's just an Uber to go around the corner. Okay, sure, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, Isaac. Call that Uber. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to let you guys decide it, too. I'm not going to just call the Uber. I'm just suggesting it. I love it. I mean, I'm right, the Uber, whether you want to go or not. <laughs> I love the idea. Go ahead and call that Uber. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think Baron has something against Jeff, so I, I didn't want to call the Uber knowing that probably Jeff is the one who's going to come. Baron, like, pauses and thinks and is like, why, why aren't there other Uber drivers besides Jeff? <laughs> yeah, we're just assuming that Jeff will come. <laughs> And then, and then he sits there and thinks, like, wait, if we call him, will it be Jeff? Will it not be Jeff? If it is Jeff, is that weird? <laughs> I haven't been around long enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just starts thinking about it. It's like, my brain hurts. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if the agency is really, like, looking out for us, but I mean... I mean, they're the one that sent us on this mission, so I, I don't think that they have any ill will towards us. I will say... I don't know them as well as you do. They, I'm, they I'm didn't, just for running into the park. They didn't see us put on our disguises, so they have no idea what we actually look like right now. Um, so we might have a good chance if we just walk to the park. All right, let's, let's do it then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys break away from the crowd um, and begin heading straight for the park. Um, even if you do indeed, as you kind of glance over your shoulders, you make it, um, see the, the one woman who is sitting in the van, uh, as far as you can tell due to her sunglasses, seems to, to meet eyes with you and then begin talking more intensely on her cell phone. Hmm. Uh, but you, but the, n- none of the vehicles make any move, uh, in the d- time it takes before you, you can no longer really see the people anymore and your third eye is closed. Uh, and it doesn't take too long until you've uh, kind of made it away from the road proper and made it into this nice little uh, park. The stadium itself is out on the like edge of like the city proper, and so you kind of make it away from like it. it the, the direction you're heading is away from the the Munsdale City, um, and you make it into this park. It's this nice little rolling hills. Um, with a bunch of like sidewalk paths there's like a, a public restroom here a number of like water fountains scattered about um it's darker here than it is by the stadium and obviously by the city but there are some lights here and there uh and there actually are a decent number of people in this park and it's at this point that you remember that it is new year's eve and these people are probably waiting a fireworks display that's probably gonna be happening in about 
30, 45 minutes at this point. Uh, and so there's a number of people just on picnic blankets, watching the sky or, or, or uh, playing with their kids on, amongst the hills of these. Uh, and, and there's a number of people just going on walks in this, um, in this park. I mean, we don't want it to know that we're following it, so maybe it is helpful that there are other people here, um, but maybe we should try to blend in a little more. Says the man wearing a giant, oversized <laughs> beer hat. Yeah, I did pay a lot of money for this, but I guess it's not helpful anymore. He'll <laughs> stuff it in the nearest trash can. Should we, should we ditch some of our disguises? <laughs> I would think so. Bear rips off his pants. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> Finally. Here's the opportunity they've been waiting for. Um, I mean, if... Kernunos doesn't have much to shed. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, that's the thing. Enoch doesn't oh really have God. much to shed either. <laughs> um... For the most part, you just kind of have to deal with what you're <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I don't think we can really... I don't think we can blend more than we already do. <laughs> well, then we'll just have to stay normal otherwise. <laughs> Everyone act cool. <laughs> don't be suspicious. Don't be don't suspicious. Be suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so just you guys are just going to start wandering through the park, uh, keeping an eye out for anything? And singing, Yes. <laughs> Yep. Okay. I think specific, yeah, I think specifically looking for anybody who's walking because people on picnic blankets are there for clearly the fireworks. That's um, fair. Looking for a, a single person walking alone, walking faster, <laughs> walking faster. <laughs> also with curly red hair. All right, yeah. Uh, you guys begin to look around, um, trying to find any sign of. The, the monster that has gone missing since Karanunos cast him out <laughs> into nothing and um booped him into the next dimension as you're kind of like walking along sort of spreading in and out as you, you try and keep an eye all over this park uh, as I said it's, it's a fairly hilly park uh, and so sight lines aren't the best that they could be uh, they're not terrible but it's, it's it's not conducive to a search like you're trying to perform especially with a, a lot of like there's not a huge amount of lights here. There's enough so it's not like pitch black, but like there's a lot of dark areas. Uh, and at one point, you guys are, are are walking along, and Baron, you kind of fall behind to, to glance at someone you think you see that that has curly red hair, and then as you look closer, you, you you see that they are wearing completely different clothes than the monster was, and also have gla- uh, like big bottlenose glasses. And the closer you look, the more it's clear that they just have the same hairstyle. Uh, and as you fall a little bit behind to look for this, you hear a voice uh, behind you uh, say, R- "Ron is no Ron, Ron." And and you you look at this voice towards this voice, and there's a, a person. They they they've got short cropped blonde hair. Um, they they are wearing uh, fairly casual clothes. It's it, they're wearing like a. A, a, a nice winter coat because it, it's pretty chilly out and it's not great for most of you considering what you're wearing. Especially Cardunos. <laughs> December 31st. Um, B- Baron's probably the least cold of them. I don't think Cardunos really cares too much about temperature. And and, and you're just like basic pants um, and they've got like a th- thick sweatpants um, and they're looking at you with an expression of shock and and, and 
like disbelief and their their eyes are tearing up slightly. I think Baron turns around. Um, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Ron, it it is you. It can't it can't be you. You Oh my god, it is you. And this person runs up to you, uh, throws their arms around you, uh, and then looks up and they kiss you. <laughs>